Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to episode 107 of District of Conservation. This is your host, Gabriella Hoffman. Last week, I teased to you all that I would be conducting a very special interview. And right now, I am super stoked to reveal to you all, if you already haven't checked my social media, I have landed an exclusive interview with South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, who is seen as a rising star in Republican Party politics and is, believe it or not, an avowed hunter. Here is a little bit on Governor Nome's biography if you weren't already aware of who she is. Governor Christy Nome is a wife, a mother, and a lifelong rancher, farmer, and small business owner. In 2010, after serving in the South Dakota legislature for several years, Nome was elected to serve as South Dakota's lone member of the U.S. House of Representatives. During her time in Congress, in addition to many other successes, Governor Nome helped pass the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which put $2,400 back in the pockets of the average South Dakota family. In 2018, with the platform of protecting South Dakotans against tax increases, government growth, federal intrusion, and government secrecy, she was elected as South Dakota's first ever female governor. As governor, Nome has respected the rights of her people by trusting them to exercise their personal responsibility to make the best decisions for themselves, their loved ones, and in turn, their communities. This approach has been most evident in her response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Governor Nome never ordered a single business or church to close and never issued a statewide shelter-in-place order. Despite all of this, Governor Nome often says that her greatest accomplishment is raising her three children, Cassidy, Kennedy, and Booker, with her husband, Brian. All have a deep love of their family and an even deeper love of the Lord. And that is from her official governor page on the South Dakota government website and I spoke to her live from the Buffalo Roundup in Custer State Park in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota. She is what seems to me a very genuine person. I have long followed her political career. I remember when she served in Congress and she was really unique talking about pheasants in South Dakota and so much more. And just having the opportunity to sit with her more so stand next to her for about 10 minutes or so, given her busy schedule was such a treat. I'm so grateful to her staff, especially Ian Fury, for arranging that to the South Dakota Tourism Bureau for making this trip possible. It was super hard to keep this a secret, guys. Let me tell you, I have tried to become a master of suspense, and I hope it's worth it with what I'm about to give you guys. Here is my exclusive interview with Governor Christy Nome. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Share with your friends, and let's spread the good word of one of America's pro-hunting governors out there. All right, we are in Custer, South Dakota at the Buffalo Roundup, and we have the pleasure of speaking with Governor Christy Nome. Thank you so much for having us. It's been beautiful getting to visit your state and seeing what you guys have to offer and just coming out of that wonderful ride that we just did. Well, we're so glad you're here. This is a big event in South Dakota. We're very proud of it. And uh, we usually have about 20,000 people here. I'm sure that's what we have, if not a little bit more. Uh, they get to see really the best day in South Dakota. Um, I love it. 
it's great to have so many visitors and I'm glad we had good weather too. Yeah, it's been incredible. It's my first time here. I love the outdoors. So I was just like, this is so amazing and really cool. And I think that's why we see a lot of people talking about South Dakota. And I see in our market in the DC area, your ads coming up for coming to travel to South Dakota. It's been all over the place and it's really nice to see that. So now we get to see it first. Yeah. You're in Custer State Park, which is a beautiful state park and Mount Rushmore's, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Did you? Good. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So really, you know, South Dakota is a small state and a lot of times people didn't really know what we had to offer. So mm-hmm. I'm just glad you came that you can showcase our beauty and our people. I yeah. think it's really special here. And for years, I've said, I believe South Dakota can be an example to the nation. And that's really what uh, this last six months and year has offered us the opportunity to be. Wonderful. Why don't we start with your background? Because sure. everyone knows you've worked in politics for a long time, but I want to ask a little bit differently uh, of you of questions because I've known about your background for a little bit working in politics, but you're also an avid outdoorsman. You're a conservationist, uh, grew up on a ranch, cattling, all that type of stuff. But why don't you talk about your background for people who sure. don't know already? Sure. So I grew up on a farm with my family uh, from the time I was real little. All I wanted to do was grow up and farm and ranch with my dad. He was a cowboy um, and he was tough. So I was outside with him all the time. Uh, our life changed quite a bit when he passed away when I was in college. And that's really when I took over the operation with my family. And and we farmed together for decades and ranched and raised cattle. But being outdoors, you know, my grandma was a big bird hunter. She loved it. Her name was Grandma Doris. And uh, so I learned that love for being outdoors and duck hunting, pheasant hunting. It was really my dad that taught me game hunting, big game, uh, elk hunting, deer. So it's just been a part of our life. I think every family vacation was a trip doing something outdoors or hunting and enjoying the wildlife. Which has been your favorite big game to target thus far? Well, I I always love archery elk hunting with my brothers. I haven't gotten to do it for a few years. We've been a little busy, but I think it's because of the weather, being outside, being close to the wildlife, but then also spending time with my brothers. That's a time away that we uh, you can't ever really get back. And we're at the point right now where they're starting to bugle in close by, right? Yes. I was told that they're bugling close yeah, by. Yeah, we're, we're getting into a time frame here where a lot of hunters are taking elk. In fact, here in the Black Hills, we've had several weeks of archery elk hunting already and then rifle will start later on that's awesome and you just posted a video to your social media account which i'm not going to give you flack for because you actually did something really good because we talk about like responsible recreation i don't know if you've heard that term but in the conservation kind of movement in outdoor space we talk about recreating responsibly and hunting falls in the confines of doing that i don't know why people are giving you flack for doing that it was really crazy well they do um you know and i think people just don't understand our way right. of life yeah. or, or maybe we're just looking for an opportunity to be critical so right uh, the one thing they could be critical of was my shooting. Uh, it took me three <laughs> shots to take that bird down. Uh, apparently, I have no pride left that oh. I will tweet that. But that's why I said less COVID, more hunting. I haven't gotten the chance to be outdoors very much lately um, and could use some practice. I mean, hey, that was the same for me. I got my first bird ever. My first animal was a pheasant. It was uh-huh. pen raised too, and that's nothing wrong uh-huh. to, be, to be targeting pen raised pheasants. And you guys actually have some of the best pheasant hunting here in the state. Could you talk a little bit about that and why people should come to South Dakota for we, pheasant hunting? Absolutely. This is the best place in the world, and people have known it for decades to come and enjoy pheasant hunting. I say it's the only state that actively celebrates shooting at state bird. Um, and it, uh, but for us, it's time together. You know, pheasant hunting is a social day. You're out with people talking, walking the fields, looking at the stewardship that farmers and ranchers have on their land and really understanding uh, the habitat that it provides for our wildlife. Mm -hmm. Um, So management is incredibly important Mm -hmm. and you won't see people who love their land uh, more than the people of South Dakota. In fact, I distinctly remember growing up 
my dad always talking about you you don't sell land christy mm -hmm. uh, god isn't making any more land and mm -hmm. for him it was taking care of it so it would be around for his grandkids and great grandkids and that's really the heart of the people here right and that's the principle of conservation and not preservation right because i think the people then, I mean, we'll talk more about the political angle of that, but people think that if you're hunting or if you're using the land for many different uses, you're not conserving, you're just destroying or you're doing this. And I think people have a, a terrible understanding of that kind of stewardship model. And what have you done in terms of promoting stewardship so far in your tenure as governor? Well, a couple of things. So you're in the Black Hills, and when I was in Congress, we got um, some processes fixed in the Black Hills to allow us to maintain our forests. Mm -hmm. I think we're seeing the result with these wildfires in many other states mm -hmm. of people not taking care of and maintaining their forests. We do that here in the Black Hills, and I think we've got the most beautiful landscape of anywhere in the world because we've done exactly what we needed to do and conserve that, that area. As governor, I started a statewide habitat program that allowed landowners to participate in a program to put their marginal land, so their land that would be too wet, maybe have high salinity in it, uh, into habitat grass that would help the wildlife, but also specific um, you know, varieties of grass that would rebuild their soil, mm -hmm. um, give it more nitrogen, give it more um, nutrients so that it could sustain crops into the future. So it was a win-win program for our state, and it gave those landowners the opportunity to take that marginal acres out of production and really help our wildlife and our habitat as well. Mm -hmm. And being obviously a conservative Republican, mm -hmm. people do not think of people in the movement as being conservationists. Can you dispel that notion? Should, well, should we try to be more like that Yeah, I think politically? it's silly, and I think that maybe us as conservatives just need to talk about it more. Because we're doing it every day, we just don't tell our story very well. Um, we have um, incredible opportunities to showcase that. A lot of the states that are the most beautiful, that you look across the landscape and see work being done to stop erosion, to stop wind damage, to help make sure that we're protecting our wildlife and outdoor way of life. Um, is in Republican states. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, maybe we're just not uh, being effective enough in talking about it and educating people about all the good work that's getting done. Mm -hmm. That's very true. And what's a final pitch for people who are curious about South Dakota, haven't visited yet, but what would you say to them? Oh, just come. It's beautiful, but what's beautiful about South Dakota is our people. Um, you know, they, they're incredible. They work hard. They love their families, and uh, they really are the best of America. What did you think of my interview with Governor Christy Nome? right? Pretty cool to secure that in this crazy time. I loved spending the last few days in South Dakota. It is really such an underrated state. I hadn't visited before, but I definitely want to go back. I got to see my share of wildlife. I got to see bighorn sheep, which I haven't seen for many years. I got to see lots of bison, prairie dogs. I didn't get to see elk and I didn't get to see pronghorn sheep. But it was such a beautiful, beautiful state, the Black Hills especially, and we were driving through the Badlands. Didn't get to go to Badlands National Park, but it was such a contrast with all the different scenery there, and I will certainly be going. I hope you guys are excited to learn more about South Dakota, perhaps maybe plan your next fishing or hunting trip there. But let me know what you think of this episode. Leave us a review. Those help us go a long way. Share this podcast episode with your friends and anyone you think that would find this to be of interest. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to never miss a beat or a guest announcement. And make sure you comb through past episodes to see things and conversations you may have missed in the past. I'm going to be sticking with the kind of girl power theme this week. Tomorrow we have Sam Petter of the Council to Advance Hunting and Shooting Sports talk to us about what is happening 
in the greater conservation space from recruitment, retention, reactivation to trends in the outdoor industry, in hunting and shooting sports, and so much more. Thank you guys for listening. And we will be talking with Congressman Bruce Westerman of Arkansas, the lone person with a forestry background. Next week, you do not want to miss that conversation. Thanks again for listening. Special thank you to C-Fact for adopting the podcast. And check us out. Let us know what you think of the podcast if you're a new listener.